Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 40 of the Jader and Kyle show. I am excited to be back here today, guys. Episode 40 is a massive one. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Jader. Jader, what's going on, man? Good to see you again. How goes it, sir? Yes. It's been a long time. Been we, a long uh, time. It feels like it, right? It feels like a long time. But uh, but we're not glad we're back, man. Uh, so happy with our guest today. So excited to talk this film. More on that later. Yeah, we'll get uh, to that. How was your weekend last weekend, Kyle? Why don't you walk <laughs> me through your weekend? It's a great question, Jader. Um, <laughs> last weekend, I was in Miami, and I got to see you. I mean, wow. It's there been you a go. It's, I feel like the last time we saw each other was at a movie screening, right? It's been that long. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you was probably at a movie screen. I think it was actually Birds of Prey, which about a year. It was the same right. weekend also. Yes. It was Birds of Prey the last time we actually saw each other in person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you called me up. You're like, what are you doing? Let's hang out. I told you, yeah. Um, and tell the world what I, what I, I you know, I couldn't <laughs> show you Miami, Miami, but you know, no, that's because next of time. COVID, you know, yeah, yeah. because of COVID, there's only so much we can do, but just, uh, we party hard down here, man. I, I can see that. I mean, there was a point when we were driving home and we were going to be stopping by your place. I'm like, okay, great. I get to go to sleep. It's a little later than usual, but that's fine. And then uh, we went back <laughs> and sat in Denny's for about another hour after that, which was, you know, it's probably the latest I've been out at this point. And I was in a fraternity in college. I mean, so. That ain't was, got shit in Miami, buddy. That ain't oh got my shit God. So we Miami, to- man. We went to a couple of restaurants, we played some pool, and then I got to meet your friends and we were just having a good time with each other. It was it was a lot of fun and I, I really enjoy getting away for a weekend and just, you know, experiencing something new, seeing friends again, stuff like that. So yeah, thanks for having me, man. No, anytime, dude. Um Kyle, let me tell you the guys right here, is a beast in beer punk. Carried the <laughs> hell out of this team. He was awesome. And then we played uh Flip cup, tic-tac-toe, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> again, we're not alone today. Um, we have a very, very special lady with us tonight, um, Lady Justice and uh, Marisol McKee. Yeah, come on up. McKee is here. Welcome to the show, Marisol. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, oh muted. Hey, guys. <laughs> there she is. There Marisol, she is. Thank you for joining us on the Jader and Kyle show. We're so happy to have you. Um, this is very interesting, Jader, because the way we – I don't know if Marisol knows this, or maybe she does, but we first heard of you when we were at the Orlando show for the Schmodown in Orlando back in about 2019 now at this point, right? Yeah. So that <laughs> was so funny. They did a Q&A afterwards after Jader won the fan competition. and uh, Which I felt <laughs> terrible. We, well, we'll jump into that story now. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I felt so bad because I bought a regular general admission $20, $25 ticket. Like, that's what I bought, right? And yeah. I obviously wasn't going to miss out on the opportunity of being in the showdown. So I was like, there's no fucking way I'm leaving without them having my information. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I remember seeing Brandon Hanna um, there to the side, and everybody else was kind of backstage. And I walked up to Hanna. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'm the com- uh, I won the competition." He's like, "Hey, congrats!" And you know, and then I'm like, "No one's gotten any information of mine." And he goes, "Hey, just chill here. There's gonna be a Q and A after the Q and A is over." And then uh, go. I'm like, "I didn't pay for that. I can wait outside if you want. I don't want to like, you know, I feel bad for everybody that did pay 
for a Q&A. And he goes, you're part of the crew now, man. Don't worry about it. I was like, man, that's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Like, that yeah. sounded so great, you know? You have VIP but, uh, already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Kyle, continue it. the story. But I think it's funny because at this Q&A that they had afterwards, it's just Christian and Mark on the stage, and they're just taking questions. And this guy stands up. He's like, yo, my girlfriend, she knows this stuff. She is the one, like you guys, you have to watch her. I can send you her videos, but she it needs to be on your show. She has the material. She's ready. And I'm, I, Christian's like, okay, we'll take a look. We'll take a look. Turns out it was you. <laughs> it was you all along, Marisol. So please tell me, because I haven't talked to you since. I know Jader has, but what was that moment like when your boyfriend just stood up and, you know, basically pitched you to the show? Um, it was it was a flurry of emotions. I was I was <laughs> the most the biggest one was just anger. I was just <laughs> like, sh- shut up and sit down. What the hell are you doing? Like you're embarrassing me. Um, it was that was like the number one feeling. Um, and um, so the, yeah, there, it was front loaded with a lot of like embarrassment. Um, and and then that kind of went away. Like that that did go away um, because like what that turned into in the rest of the evening was just like talking to so many more people um, that I wouldn't have. So I got over that pretty quickly because it just kickstarted like, like everybody talking to me that evening, like, you know, like, and then especially at like the, we went afterwards after, um, after the show to like Miller's Ale House, like, like that was like really close to the venue. um, And not only like were, were a lot of other fans and everybody talking to me and it was fun to talk to the other fans and meet all these people, but then like, like Schmodown, like managers and stuff and Schmodown people were, were coming up and talking to me. And one of them, one of them um, was Chance and another one was Shannon. Um, and, and they started talking to me. Um, and then Mike, of course, was there too. And, and they all started talking to me and Shannon, Shannon from the gate, like Shannon was like, tell me more about yourself. Like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> like, like she wanted, she wanted to know. She was her interest was peaked, and she wanted to know. Um, and it, and then like that was the beginnings. Like that was the beginning of everything from there. Like I was interested in Schmodown, and and Schmodown was interested in me. I got to talk to Christian, um, and and he was like, "Do you, are you interested in playing?" And I was like, "I was like a thousand percent." <laughs> and he's like, "Are you serious?" Like he's like, "Are you ready for this?" And are you serious? Um, and I was like, "Yes." He's like, he's like, "All right." All right, I'll put you on the draft list. He's like, all right, and I was like, I was like, okay. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) So yeah, no, um, it's funny that you bring up that night because again, I I just as shocked as you. I'm not as shy. I can again, I can talk to the wall, but um, for me, it was so surreal to the point where I got to the ale house. I was my legs were still shaking in disbelief Mm -hmm. and seeing Mike and Shannon and Roca and Merle and yeah. just call off and Alice. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm in the same vicinity. And it's crazy mm-hmm. because like, to us that this is the, the, the you know, our world, um, it, it's it's surreal. Like anybody could have walked into the house and not know who the fuck they are or anything. Like that. Like, in the corner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are they, you know? So celebrities, head, yeah. Yeah, it, to us, it's like, it's our celebrities, exactly. I would watch Collider Movie Talk every single day religiously is the one show that I would not miss. And, you know, I just grew this love for this, this community. And I was, and then when he introduced the Schmodown to Collider, I needed, I, it got to the point where I'm like, I need more. This is season three. Let me go back. And I ended up going back and watching this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I got to Alehouse, Kyle was the one that was like, go talk to them, dude. You won like mingle. Yeah. 
And I was like, I can't, like, I'm still shy. Like I, mm. I, and you know, and I wanted to talk to, and it's crazy because obviously we know that they play characters and they, uh, and you know, and they're, they're the nicest human beings ever. And I was terrified to go talk to Mike and to uh, Shannon, like terrified. Like I was it's like, weird, oh, no, weird, cause they were the ones that we were like, oh, they're just kind of standing by themselves over there. Maybe we'll, because it's funny cause Chance even knew who I was already. And uh, yeah. because of some Facebook group we were a part of, Chance was like, oh yeah, it's you, Kyle. I was like, oh, this is weird. I didn't expect to know Chance already. Um, yeah. But Chance came up to us. I think it was Kaiser who was the one who was really cool with you from the beginning. Kaiser from the beginning, because I was wearing my, I'm always wearing band t-shirts. Yeah. So I was wearing a Metallica shirt and um, yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> so supportive all the time. Love him. But, um, but yeah, he, um, Kaiser grabbed me and he goes, good, uh, good shit kid. He goes, love the shirt, your dungeon material. And then someone was walking by and he's like, they're like, do not join the dungeon. Uh, so it was already like going back and forth. It was hilarious. Right. And, and it wasn't, who did I break the ice with first? I think it was Ellis. Well, it was BC, but I didn't want it. Like it was a mistake. I went to the bar and I see Ellis, Frank, uh, Frankie numbers and, and BC all sitting together. And, um, I obviously watching the show, I know that Ellis is a huge course light guy. So I'm like to the bartender, buy that man a course light, gives him the course light, walks over to BC and gives it to him. I'm like, not not him, him. And then BC grabs the beer, kind of like puts it up, and I'm like, dude, it's for Ellis. It's for Ellis. And he goes, <laughs> gives it to Ellis. Ellis, he's he calls me over. He's like, Hey, what's up, man? And then um broke the ice with him. Awesome guy. We ended up taking shots. After that, Harloff came over. He talked to me, and then he told me what he was thinking at the same time. He was just like, mm -hmm. "Dude, it was it was insane." Um, he goes, "It was insane that he goes, you had this aura on you when you were on stage, where we're like, this is the guy that we need." Without knowing, he's like, "I didn't even know if you knew any movie trivia." You know, since there was a lot of people that showed up that you know just brought their friends over, like, "Hey, I have an extra ticket. Come see the show." You know, and then he's like, I, and then he's like, when you started hitting the first three questions, I'm like, oh no, this guy knows trivia. Yeah. And he, he was telling me, he was like, I, I wanted you to win so bad. He goes, even though that other gentleman, which was Jaeger number one, um, <laughs> was, you know, no, man, I honestly wish like, like Harloff could give him a shot because like, he was a question off, dude, you know, yeah. like he, 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 he knew his stuff. And, um, so it, it was, it was, um, Insane, you know, insane that that Harlov was like, this is this is what we wanted. Again, I remembered Marisol. We spoke briefly as well that night. Um, I, I met. It's crazy because I met James White was there that night. He was the first person, the second person I talked to when I won because I was nervous. I couldn't even sit down in the crowd. I missed like part of the manager bowl because I, I was still in like disbelief that I had won. Mm -hmm. um, and I went outside. There was I don't know if you know Mike Deacon. You know Mike Deacon from Orlando. Uh, he's very involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. but but um, Mike, one of my boys now, like I'm, very, I actually going up into Orlando and visit him now and stayed at his place. Um, he's very cool, Chance. But Mike came up to me and he's like, "Man, congratulations! You did really good. You're gonna kill it. Uh, good luck." Walked away. James White is there. James White congratulated me again, not knowing. And then right after that, it was you. I, you were like the third person I spoke to. Crazy enough that we were gonna be the rookie class, right? So I remember when I saw your name on the draft board. I was so ecstatic because Steph, my girlfriend, was sitting right back, like 
right behind you, but like you were a little bit more to the right instead of immediately behind her. And she said you were lights out during my questions. She's like, you guys, she goes, she goes, you guys would have gotten a sudden death. She goes, she missed one and you missed one. She goes, you guys, you guys would have gotten to sudden death had she gotten that ticket. Right. Yeah, she's got a great memory. Yeah, like I, I, I remember answering questions. I didn't, I didn't know I did. I, I didn't know I was on that level. I didn't know I was on Jader levels over here. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But yeah, but she told me, and then when I saw your name on the draft, I remember mentioning you to uh, Janine. I'm like, that girl is good. I'm like, Shannon picked up one hell of a fucking player. Um, because I had seen, I had seen your fan match afterwards. Um, you only did one, right? Because I only found one on you. Only one official. Okay. I did a I did a bunch of um um in full metal I did a bunch of like classics, like like group kind of matches. Um okay. but I only by the time like right before I got drafted, I had only done like one official like multiplex match. So um, here's a I don't know if you knew this. You were uh, supposed to be my first match. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I, when we both got after we both both got drafted? Yeah, the Britney Young match was supposed to be you instead of Britney Young, and I think it was a um it's a scheduling, uh, thing. a scheduling thing, or something like that. Oh wow! This was, yeah. That uh, that's what that again. This is what was told to me. They're like, you might have McKee. So I was like, give me everything you got on her, and that's why I know you only had one match because I saw that <laughs> one match, and I was like, what the fuck? You know? Again, I study the hell out of my opponents, so it, I I was like, all right. So I knew that it was gonna be a tough match for my first match, you know. And even then, with Brittany Young, like you never, you can never underestimate because she only had that glow match, and you can on, obviously tell that she has her knowledge too, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can never under uh, under, and it all depends on the questions. You they can ask you like you know, like, um, you know, 15, 14 questions of just shit, you know, and you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have an awesome game and you're, yeah. or vice versa. So I remember when they told me you, that's why I'm like, I, she's only played one match. This is, this is going to be hard, but, and then they're like, oh, but you haven't played one. So she doesn't know. I'm like, she was there. She <laughs> was there. <laughs> so what was it like when you got the call that you are going to be a part of this? Like you're not even with Shannon yet, but you're on the roster. Um, that was, that was, yeah, that was, um, I had believed, well, Christian had told me in, in Orlando, like he had told me that like, um, like nobody actually like informed me of it. I just saw it like when the list was like, I don't even know if the list was posted. I really don't. Maybe the list was posted. I don't remember. Last year, season seven was a whole different, different animal than already the draft process in season eight. But, yeah. um, um, but yeah, but I, I just knew from talking to Christian in Orlando, he was, he was trying to see how committed I was. Um, and, and, and he, he was like, he was like, are you like, are you ready for this? And I was just like, yeah, he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, it doesn't mean you're going to get actually drafted, but I will put your name on the draft list. And I was like, that's all I can ask for. Like, I was like, I'll, I'll take it. That's all I can ask for. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't, um, but to take it a little further, I wasn't, I didn't know that I was actually going to get drafted. That I did not know ahead of time. I discovered that when, like, like as it was happening in the draft, like as the news was announced in the draft, I discovered that I got drafted. I hadn't spoken yeah. with um, with Shannon and them ahead of time. Um, I think that um, I think that uh, I kind of distinctly remember this. This I think like Chance was like vetting me at um, when we met in Orlando because I know I had expressed interest. And I remember one point in the evening, Chance was just hitting me with questions. Like, yes. while we're just standing there That's at the what bar, he does like drink. every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just every freaking time. Um, he's like, okay, so you're interested. And I was like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm interested. He's like, okay, all right, all right. 
All right, and he just starts and he's. Did he, he's just did like, he threw? Did he throw Pixar questions at you? Because he did, that's what he did with me. Probably, I, I think he threw a little bit of everything. But I mentioned that I, you know, like he, like he was just trying to get a feel for like everything, and he just started throwing, throwing all kinds at me. And he, and he was like, which, um, yeah, like which, you know, which, uh, which actor has like cameoed in the most like Tarantino movies or something like it was like something like that, or it was like which actor plays multiple roles in the Kill Bill series or something like that. Oh, you know, wow. um, and and it, he was he was just like throwing like the intense questions. And I was answering, I was answering whatever he gave gave to me. I was just answering it, and I know that it was probably like I I, I sent in my mind. He probably looked at his chin. He's like, she good. He was like, you're she cool. <laughs> you, got, you got the uh, you got the uh, the stamp, the stamp of uh, the, approval. Yeah, the stamp I got of approval from <laughs> I'd like to me, man. <laughs> I remember that he started just throwing questions at me that night, and I was, and it was Pixar. Oh, you like Pixar? Bah, 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 bah. And I was like, all right, I was <laughs> keeping up with him and shit. I was like, whoa, like, what is going on, dude? You know? And then yeah. I remember, I remember, and I feel like Chance. It's crazy because we've had Chance uh, like twice on the show, and he's been such a great guest. And he, um, it's crazy because I feel like when we're in person, he's always in character. Like he doesn't let up, right? So we were having some beers one time and he was like, I'm gonna annihilate you and you and you. And I'm like, cheers, man. Let, let's have some beers. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we're, we'll, we'll see each other in the battlefield. Let, let's just relax. And he goes, it's just, I'm very competitive, man. And I'm like, no, I know. And you're fucking one of the best, dude. So, um, but I'm so, it's crazy to me that that we can call them all our peers now. Like, it's crazy to me that I'm like, hey, like, again, someone like Chance where I'm like, Hey, you want to jump on the show? Yes, Snyder was like, "Hey, can you jump on the show?" Absolutely, and it, it's insane to me. And I love, love, love this just little family that we have now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, full of amazing people, and incredible. which you already kind of knew, like you could tell by, by by seeing these people and admiring these people. But then when you get to actually know them, that's been one of the greatest gifts about becoming like directly a part of the showdown, even as a competitor and networking more with the people who actually make it up. Is it like they like? Oh, they're they're even more awesome than I originally thought they were. Like yep. they can back up like like they seem like great people and they could back it up by actually being like decent, amazing folks. Like whenever I'm interacting them one on one, whether in a match or talking like, you know, like DMing, like, you know, and discussing other matches or just just behind the scenes like talk, like like it's been it's been like a like a joy, just a, a joy every step of the way to realize yeah. that these people really really are as awesome as they seem. So Marisol, so to be a part of the show, you really have to have like a vast movie knowledge, right? So I'm curious to be good at it. To, to be good at it, yes. To be good at it, yeah. <laughs> you can have a couple characters out there, but um, but to be a part of it, you really do have to have a vast movie knowledge. So my question to you is like, where did your love of movies come from, and how long have you been really inundated them, actually knowing all this stuff about them? Um, movies, they're my medium from childhood. Like it's 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 my medium. It's it's my number one art that I absorb in the world. Like, you know, right. some people have poetry, some people have books, some people have, you know, paintings, um, sculpture, music, you know, movies is my, that's my art. Like that's my favorite medium for interpreting the world around me, for telling stories, you know, for, for, for absorbing stories, hearing stories, experiencing, connecting to other people, connecting to other different, to other human beings, connecting yeah. experiences and everything movies there's and there's infinite ways you do that and movies is that thing and it it's it started also and I also really had my parents to thank for that because my parents um I would not call either of my parents like cinephiles but 
my parents both had distinct things in moviedom that meant a lot to them. And they meant so much to them that they made sure they passed that stuff on to me and my sister. Um, really me, my sister doesn't like movies. It didn't work with my sister. Um, <laughs> but, but they would incorporate so much. Like they, we always had every single, we had family movie night um, like 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 twice a week at least. And so at a very I young I try to age, do that with my kids now. Mm-hmm. And and it's, I show them and, classics and all that, yeah. And it's terrific, yeah. And 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 what it did from like a really, really, really super young age is it got me to experience and tie all these excellent memories and and experiencing all these adventures and these hear these amazing stories and associate it with great memories with my family. So like it it in a really early age, I got to associate that with like with just with just joy. Like movies were joy. Movies were an escape. Movies were a time to connect with my family. Um, and my parents were so committed, like they loved the things that they loved. Like they, they, they would show me just the classics, just the greats. Like we would watch Indiana Jones, you know, we'd watch Jaws, we'd watch Star Wars, we would watch um, um, Jurassic Park. Like they would just, just show me like just some of the best movies ever made. Um, and I was like, just like, this is amazing. Like, what is yeah. this? Um, and that's my foundation. So everything I went from there, like I just, I just got deeper and deeper as I got older and older and I got into movies on my own. Um, and I, I explored everything. I enjoyed everything through movies, whatever I could find. You know, like I, I got to a point in my life where like, I wasn't even reading books. I was like, just when does a movie come out? I'm just like, I'm yeah. just like when, when, I mean, not for everything, but like, but like for, for like, that would be my let's, introduction to properties. Let's, let's see if it's okay. I thought you were going to mention the last book you read that was um, turned into a movie property. For me, it was the Hunger Games. That was the last book off of movie property that I read the mm-hmm. first book. Because I read that book mm-hmm. because of the hype of the film coming out, mm-hmm. and everyone was talking so much about that movie. Mm-hmm. And I picked up the book and I read it maybe in two days, two mm-hmm. two to three days tops. I remember finish reading. I finished reading the book the Friday. I mean the Thursday screener night. You know how they always had the sneak peek Thursday night before the 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 wild release. Yes, I did. So I saw the. Um, I went to go see it Thursday, like at eight. Finished the book maybe half an hour before the movie started. So it was fresh in my mind, went to go see that movie and got so disappointed compared. It's not that it's a bad film because it's not, but compared to that book, it is nothing. It's nothing compared to that book. So I said that I was so disappointed with that first film that I'm like, I'm not going to continue reading this franchise until the movies come out. Because when I saw when catching fire came out, I ended up loving that film, mm-hmm. loving it. That's my favorite one of. of uh, I think it's the strongest you know. of the the quadrilogy, whatever you want to call it. The quad, it's definitely yeah. better than the last two. I can tell you that. Those yeah. last, especially the third one. Mm-mm. Like I, 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 the third one made me not want to see the fourth one. Well, the third one's doomed. I mean, those those first the first Part movies ones. of a like the when they started splitting the final books into two movies that trend. They always do that. The only one that worked for for me, the the one that worked for me was Harry Potter because I still mm-hmm. love that Deathly Hallows. That's Part the one. OG. That's the yeah. that's the one who started this all. Yeah, that's and, for me was was the the out of the the splitting ones that that is yeah. it still stays strong. Part 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 one of Deathly Hollows and part two are just they're fantastic films. Mm-hmm. So. Well, remember yeah. Avengers was supposed to do that before when it was like Infinity War part one and part two. Like it was supposed to be when I first saw them. Like Man, Justice League, speak. even yeah, yeah Justice yeah. League too. Justice I mean, we League see how Yeah. So, Did you hear that rumor that this uh, Snyder cut is supposed to end in a cliffhanger? I mean, <laughs> why? You're not. Oh. They already said, that, yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, well, that's not this conversation. Just throwing that shit out there. No. But, uh, 
you, yeah, I'll I'll take up your whole show. We we we. I don't want to derail the show. <laughs> we start talking about DC and Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, um. So okay. So yeah. So I guess you've been. I mean, the thing is with movies is like I feel like the reason why I enjoy them personally so much is they tell a different story every time. Like I get books too as well, but I like being able to see what's going on. Like, yeah, you can create a story in your head and you can picture everything, but to see it come to life, to me, there's nothing like it. I feel like us as cinephiles ourselves, that's what really draws us in is we're able to be a part of that world and experience that even when it's not good, it's still some, it's a different experience every time. That's what I try to tell my friends and stuff who are like, Oh, I don't, I like movies, but I don't really watch them too much. I'm like, well, that's, it, it's just for us. It's an addiction at this point. We really want to mm-hmm. see what's next. And I, I don't know, Marisol, is that like the same for you? Is that how you feel about it? Oh, absolutely. Movies are the ultimate. They're the ultimate. For me, they're the ultimate form of art and 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 storytelling. Like it's a combination of all the, the, the like the arts that I was naming earlier. Movies are a combination of literally all those arts. Like it's a combination of excellent writing. I mean. Excellent, like the quality Depending. varies, obviously, movie to movie, but it's, but it's a combination of writing, of of acting, of costume design, of 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 set design, of production design, of storyboarding. Like you know, it takes so many arts and combines that into one, and it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate melting pot of like every corner of the art world and the human expression. Like it's, and that's what makes them so dope. And that's what that's like. You can't top that. That's why they're my favorite. Like, you know, and that's exciting. Like you're saying, every single one is a reset, you know, yes. and you get to watch just this, this, this mutation of just like hundreds of thousands of people's like ideas and efforts. It's, 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 there's nothing else like it. It's amazing. And you get to go, Hey, look, there's Samuel Jackson again. Like he's in the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you get that feeling, yeah. And Samuel Jackson, you know, screams like, you know, like motherfucker, like 20 times in the same experience. That's pretty awesome. Right. Like- <laughs> There's literally, there's literally a YouTube cup out there. I think it, I don't know, it's like two to three minutes long. That it's every motherfucker ever. By, and it's only, and it's only two to three minutes long. Okay, I think I'm so. It might, be, it, 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 might, it might be longer. It might be longer, but, but I thought it was, I thought it was so fantastic. Um, uh, Jane, like twenty minute video right there. You got any more questions before we uh, move on? No, that's it, man. So again, so glad that you know you're part of this world to be complete. It's it already feels surreal for me. Um, and again, when, once I heard you were in it, I'm like, shit, I'm in trouble. And this is amazing, you know, cause you want the competition out there. This is one thing that I do what do want to say about season eight. Like, you know, everyone was giving the exchange, all this shit because of the rookies. And, but look at the rookie class that, that, you know, season seven had, you know, uh, with, with you Collins, with, you know, Parker, the barbarian, you know, the, the it's just. You with never you? know what. Hello. Yeah, well, I, and I always you <laughs> include <know>. yourself. <laughs> but um, but list. yeah, but yeah. So it's 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 crazy that you know the exchange got so much shit for doing what they did. But I think they hopefully hopefully like this. Uh, you know, I call it the money ball plan, which I'm sure it's been out there already. Mm-hmm. Where they, you know, they they went out and uh and did what they did. Uh, you guys got to look out for these rookies. You know, you can't you can't shit. I I was I I was um I met um. Uh, Amaru uh, Moses yesterday through a, I was on let's get ready to talk Schmeldown last night. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very nice guy. And um, you can tell he's very, very knowledgeable. He's probably going to be, he's an, he's an IG player, but you can tell he's going to be a force man, you know, and oh, yeah. I like the way that, you know, 
like everybody putting themselves out there and all that stuff. I, I think it's really dope. I think the season's actually going to be really awesome. So I'm very excited for it. I, yeah. And when they throw, like you're saying, like people throw that, that critique at uh, criticism at Finstock, it's like, look, that's what that all that. I mean, look, this is just, this is the more it's like there, any press, there's no such thing as bad press, like any level of excitement. Like, let's just see what happens. Like anything, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen, so so let's see. And that's what's going to make this that much more exciting and that much more dynamic. Um, would I like like you're saying like would I? Uh, it's like you think they're like moneyballing it. Would I have gone like? I know the criticisms are just for going like all in on rookies like that. Would I have done that? Yeah, that's going to garner naturally. That's going to garner criticisms. Would I have personally done that? No, I wouldn't have. But yeah. like like you're saying it's it's like what you're saying like let's see where this goes it's got people interest it's got people talking and there's and it's got a lot of hungry people you know waiting in the wings with something to prove and there's so and much good, opportunity that comes from good that. coaches good coaches as well because it's, it's mm -hmm. not a team full of rookies you have you know you have your vets with uh with barbarian roken and jt leading the team right and then it's just them like again i i, I can't stress enough how like the the dossier or what they uh, what they want to call it um, I've, trained, I've, I've trained with Barbarian. I've trained with Bateman. You know, like I've I've done my matches with them, and and the way they have everything set up on that on that squad, it's 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 scary because they're they're definitely ready. You know, it's just are the players willing to put in that work? You know, mm -hmm. do they really want? This? Are they really going to be hungry? And it, you know, it, it's all going to be a waiting game now. We're we're all going to wait until we see what they can they can do, and you know, the next Adam Collins could be. Very well in the Finstock Exchange, you know. Well, well, um, there is no next Adam Collins, and I'm not saying that because he's like no, no, he's I like understand. my bestie right now. Uh, I'm 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 saying it because I'm I am saying it because you know that's I know that's he's cool. he's, that's, he's he's a fucking encyclopedia is what he is, man. It's, yeah. it's insane the, the knowledge that man has. Yeah, the reason insane. we hadn't seen the reason we hadn't seen him do that is because because it it not everybody can do that. So yeah. so. I get their casting as wide and net as possible and hoping that somebody, somebody, you know, means that level. Yeah. I, I, and I know that all those people are going to rise to the occasion in their own, make a name for themselves in their own way. And that's, what's so exciting about it. Um, that's, what's so exciting about it. And, and we'll see, I hope, you know, like one of the things I love, one of the things I'm so grateful about being back on corruption is that like, you know, like we have a team of people who we know are on the same page. We got to reassemble a lot of our squad because we all, understand like you know one of the 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 no one of wanted it. to leave corruption look what happened on the uh on the laura kelly match she was i know just like, fuck you like it's not <laughs> happening because you know? we yeah our, our it was a testament to what i i do feel that other other squads are i think trying to trying to if i may say it might might be so bold other squads are trying to to catch up with us in terms of in terms of that widespread group dynamic which is which is not something it's something that you can find you you can find at other places but it does take effort it does take work to find um it, it isn't born out of thin air um and i know that there are a lot of squads i'm sure in other squads realize the potency the power behind that that kind of hive mentality and that force um and i respect a lot of other squads for now trying to trying to get the ball rolling keeping that in mind and trying to create that kind of dynamic in and of themselves because that's definitely one of the the key the key sources of corruptions you know resilience and our and our power is the strengths of our bonds with each other um when you're around people who don't just want to win but actually are invested in each other's 
in know, each other exactly and helping each other yeah. out hey yeah. you got a match coming let's go what do you need from me yeah. and it's going to be like yeah that's it's it's fantastic that's the way a team should play you know and i i'm happy to say that i i have that with the den it's been that's beautiful. non-stop with it it's a beautiful thing and i yeah. didn't have that before i had it with the suspects but it was just three of us just mm-hmm. the same three uh mm-hmm. this is literally like it was the sweetest thing when i uh the weekend before my match they were all like what do you need um what do you think you you need help on and they were just launching questions at me left and right mm-hmm. left and right like hey these are google docs let's go study this it was insane and i felt so i'm like finally <laughs> that's all i kept saying i'm like yeah. finally i have this shit because honestly i would be with this guy Hey, dude, I have a match tomorrow and we're not stopping until I drill all these questions. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need you to do this, 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 and this for me. And this guy, you know, just throwing questions at me left and right. Boom, 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 boom. Now I have a whole squad. And now mm-hmm. that my match is over, I'm focusing on helping the next person in line. Right. You know? So it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You guys got a big season ahead of you. And um, I'm excited to turn to you. Pro- Maybe you were destined to eventually play each other because it was going to happen at the beginning. Who knows if it's going to happen in the future? But we'll oh, it will. I think it will oh, happen well. in the future. It's, it's going to happen. happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. And I'll be it's ready. And I know Jada will be ready when the day comes. I welcome it. I will be honored to step into the ring with you, sir. <laughs> you guys, as, as I, as I, <laughs> yeah, you guys both got discovered on the same night. It's going to happen at some point. Um, Marisol, when we asked you to come on the show, we always ask our guests, what are any couple movies that you would love to talk about? And you gave us five of them. Um, some very interesting choices. I love that you had network on there, obviously a classic film that I- we knew it wasn't going to win. Cause no, I gonna- will tell you our, 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 our viewers are not just into great films. <laughs> <laughs> If you pick a 90s film, it'll always win. It's just how this always. show goes. It, I don't get it. It just happens every single time. Um, you had Election on there. If I recall, um, we had Observer Report, which was a very interesting choice. Uh, Jader, that that's was my dark choice. horse pick. That's, that I was know. my dark horse I know. pick. When you threw that at me, I was like, what? <laughs> and you know, you know who was the one person who voted for that movie in our poll? Who? Who was it? Chance. Let. Chance. Ah. <laughs> Chance actually fucking he actually voted. I love for that. It. I, I, was I like, love what that. The fuck? Um and then there was one other he knows one. what's up. What oh, was the God. last one that I'm I'm leaving off right now? Um it was election network, observer report, and which one quest and um uh what did I also put in? Jader, what is it, man? Eighth grade. Eighth oh, grade. Right. Yeah, um, but the audience ultimately went up with uh, with Galaxy Quest. Galaxy and Quest. I knew yeah. that one would win. I knew. I knew when I said that. I knew. No, so did we. We did too. Win. When I showed him the list, he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, a '90s movie, that one." <laughs> and, uh, and it was it got it annihilated, annihilated. I mean, for the amount of votes that we had, oh, my, <laughs> Tyler's my dude, bro. Loves Tyler, but um. But uh, yeah, it. I think it was like up a one by like fifteen votes or something like that. Like it was pretty much very, like that makes yeah. sense. It is a beloved. Yeah. I mean, it's a beloved. It's just a beloved movie, especially by movie fans, by geekdom fans. It is. It's. It's. It's got. It's. It's got a cult following. It is a beloved. So, movie. tell me why this movie? Out of because you gave us the like completely different ends of everywhere. You went kind of went everywhere. You're like, well, different I mean, genres, I mean, different I mean, decades, yeah, everything, yeah. 
So, but why, why this, this was, I, was this your only 90s film? No, Election. Election was also on there. Election was also um, in the 90s, yeah, yeah. They were both the same year. 99 was one of the best 99. years. One of the best I years agree. I've been alive for movies, period. I agree, I agree, I agree, 100%. It's crazy because um, we covered Dogma like two, <laughs> three weeks ago. And I was, um, I was like, Rickman had a great year that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, all right. I picked I picked Galaxy Quest. I put it on the list because um, what 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 my general theme? Those movies were from all over the place. But my general theme was a film shining a light on like people who were put on the outside, um, shining a light on people who were like ostracized in some way. And it could either be one individual person or like a group of people, um, and either like something that was either you know being a satire of those kinds of people or you know a satire, but also like a love letter to those kind of people at the same time. Um, and Galaxy Quest fits the bill with that. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, one of the reasons that I love it and what it deserves, why it deserves so much attention is because um, something really hadn't been done like that until Galaxy Quest. And Galaxy Quest takes, puts a spotlight on um, on a, a, part, a, a group of people, fans and uh, fans of a genre, and specifically through that, a show, you know, that like don't, didn't feel like they were getting their due. It was like that feel kind of like misunderstood by just like the general population. Um, and it was a film that kind of captures exactly why those people deserve to be made fun of, but also at the same time embraces why what they love is so special and why and why you can't you can't replace it, why it's invaluable, why it's why we love why we love the things that we love so much. It pays like serious respect to in this particular context, like um you know, an intense fandom um, for a beloved sci-fi show that may or may not be an exact, you know, uh, an exact uh, homage to Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I okay. So, um, well, before I talk, um, I want to ask you one more question before I jump in. Um, did you see this in the theater, or was this a late find for you? This was, um, I didn't remember? go to a theater to see this. I just saw it like immediately when it came on DVD. It was one of the family night movies, like in like when DVDs were just coming out, it was the year 2000. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, I remember. And I remember. we watched Galaxy Night at Home for movie night. I was, I was like 10 and we watched it yeah. at home. It's crazy that you said that because I remember my mom, my mom never restricted me with movies. And it's funny that you said that. I've said this a bunch of times on the show. My mom is what brought the movie fandom to me as well. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. mom, just like you said, is no cinephile. She'll watch thousands of films and not know who the hell the actors are, who the, you just watch. <laughs> right. And it's, um, it's crazy to me that again, my mom, little, a uh, little fun fact, the night before I was born was watching the Terminator, uh, the original Terminator film. Mm -hmm. And she still this day claims that that movie is the reason why she got contractions because she got, she was freaking the fuck out at the end. <laughs> John Connor was being born that night. Exactly, exactly. It's funny, I, uh, little, little sneak peek, uh, I, I, I drop a John Connor name uh, against uh, on my promo match. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, um, so I, A, the Terminator for me is so beloved because I'm like, this is what my mom was watching literally hours before I was born. So I absolutely love that film. Mm -hmm. uh, part two more than the original, but I, I still love the original. So, but my mom would never, ever 
take me to go. I'm like, hey, mom, I want to see. No, you're not watching this. You're, we're watching Lethal Weapon 3 because that's what I want to see. So I saw Lethal Weapon 3 in the theater. <laughs> you're right. So my mom would take me to R-rated films. I remember I begged her to see Batman and she's like, fine. You know, like she had no interest in watching Batman, um, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. Um, and it's funny you said DVD nights because I remember my first, when my mom got me my DVD player, the first movie she ever bought me was The Prince of Egypt. The, uh, the, the Val Kilmer film with, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So I saw it and I was so pissed with her because <laughs> spoiled brat, right? I was so mad. Not the fact, obviously I was super happy that I got a Blu-ray, I mean a DVD player, but remember DVD was like next level. It, you know, it was going to look super crisp. And I'm like, the matrix is out. How did you not get me the matrix? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the matrix just came out. And then um, she's like, oh my God, I'll take you tomorrow and I'll go buy you some movies. And I remember that, that matrix was out. So she got me matrix and then she had gotten me deep blue sea. Cause I love that movie. And, <laughs> and, Sam Jackson. and, and I remember Sam, you know, he's in everything. That's not I fair. Told you. And then, and then she had, she had picked up galaxy quest. And she goes, hey, this looks funny. And I was like, no, <laughs> no interest in watching that movie whatsoever. So I have a cousin of mine that absolutely loves this film, but just loves these movies in general. Like he loves weird science fiction um, films and, and, and what have you. Mm -hmm. And he's always been like, he loves slapstick and he loves, he loves, he just loves comedy, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, can love her. But uh, but yeah, so um I had no interest and he would tell me all the time, dude, watch this movie. It's so funny. It's so I don't like just I have no it since again, I was 13 when when Galaxy Quest came out. It's like I have just no interest in that. Um I don't know if you remember the movie uh, Evolution. The, I uh, love the Evolution. Movie. Yeah, yeah so, the David so I, yeah, I exactly yeah. David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Orlando Jones. Everybody. So Evolution was kind of what I gravitated towards instead of Galaxy Quest. I think they came out like two or three years ago. But that was like what yeah, it was I was. Yeah. yeah, it was two. Yeah, so that's what I saw. Never got around to Galaxy Quest until today. It's the very first time I saw this movie ever. I had I knew I didn't know what it was about, and that's kind of what grabbed me. So mm -hmm. nearly like you know. No secret now. I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it hit me nostalgically for some reason. Like, I don't know if it was just a 90s thing that I just like really, really, um, it hit me. I'm like, man, this feels like just one of these old films that just, it's got to make me feel great, even though I saw it 21 years after it came out, you know? Um, did, had no idea. I thought this was an uh, like uh, uh, a kid's space movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Had no idea how meta it was. Had no idea that they were actors on a TV show and the whole kind of like Comic Con fandom. I had none of that. I had no idea. And I'm like, I was cracking up watching this during my break today. And I'm like, man, this is great. This is so great. Cause I, but I'm a sucker for these films. Kyle, not so much. So we're gonna, we're gonna get Kyle's uh, POV in a little bit, but um, but um, it's it's I feel like it's the age gap between him and I that he doesn't like the '90s, <laughs> but um, but uh, but I I, I absolutely love. I feel like you know we'll get into that, but I just feel like I was watching and I'm like, a this movie is pretty underrated because no one really talks about it. Besides like my girlfriend and 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 uh, and Kyle, I mean Kyle, uh, my cousin. And a couple friends that tell me, man, that movie's funny as hell. 
no one really talks about it. No one really mentions it. So when you put it on your list, I'm like, this has to be good. If she's throwing it at me like this, like, like I'm, get, I'm telling you to pick any five films you want and you throw this one in there. I'm like, this, this has to be good. So when I, well, again, I told my girlfriend, hey, I'm watching Galaxy Quest. She was, I think I was on the phone with Kyle when I told her and he heard her like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. man. You know? That's the right and, I, and, it, and I'm like, holy shit. But I, I, I mean, we'll get into the categories in a bit or anything, but just I, for a first time watch, man, this was one of my favorite first time watches that I've saw, uh, that I've seen on the show. I've covered a lot of films that I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple that I've seen for the first time. And I was just like, yeah, this is fine. Um, this was one of them that I, I just, I, it hit me nostalgic without me ever seeing it. It just kind of brought me, I'm like, damn, if I would have seen this, I would have been like, it, it kind of brought me into the state of mind of a 13 year old self again. Mm-hmm. So thank you for this, by the way, this was great. Kyle. Um, no, so going into it, I wasn't really looking forward to it because I had, I had Starship Troopers on the mind for a movie that we were supposed to watch, um, mm-hmm supposed to do an episode for this on this network. I watched the movie. Spoiler alert, I didn't like Starship Troopers. I wasn't a big fan of that movie. Um, mm-hmm. It was happened on the show. We just never did. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Another 90s sci-fi. Blasphemous. Film. Blasphemous because Starship Troopers is fucking awesome. I don't like Starship <laughs> Troopers at all. Um, we'll, we'll probably end up doing that one day. Let's see what happens. Um, I was about to say, you better watch out. Yeah, it'll 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 end up. Yeah, you're jinxing yourself there. Yeah, falling off is not allowed on this show. <laughs> um, but I had that on the mind, so I'm like, oh, great, here we go, another 90s sci-fi film. And I think what I really enjoyed about Galaxy Quest is it's ahead of its time. Like, I feel like when it came out back then, I didn't look at the box office. I don't know how it did in theaters. But I feel like this movie was way ahead of what was to come because this is in 1999. We haven't even gotten uh, X-Men yet or Spider-Man. Like, those haven't even been no, we got, we got X-Men. We got X-Men the very next year. We just got Phantom Menace that year. I don't even know if it came out before or after Phantom Menace, but it had been a while since Star Wars had been out. So yeah. really fandom, the biggest fandom going around was maybe the Batman movies at that time or Star Trek was going on. And I, this movie really grabs, what I love the most about it is it, it grabs how fans latch onto something and they love it with a passion. It's not a obsession to the point of toxicity. These are the fans that actually are true fans. They're the ones who aren't there spreading around, you know, you know, they're not being toxic to each other, even though the internet is so bad right now for fandom. Um, when you're together in a room of people who all love the same thing, I could feel that in this movie. And that's what I really appreciated about it. I've been to, I went to a Star Wars celebration four years ago and I had a blast at it. And I, you know, at the time people were still debating all the stuff that was going on within it, but everyone shared a love for the same thing. And I could feel that in this film. I wanted the actors who were in the TV, the TV show to feel the same love that Tim Allen had for his TV show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted them all to jump on board with that. So I think that's what I really appreciate about it now is I want to ask you guys is, do you think this movie would work today? If it was released today, would people enjoy it? Or do you think it'd be kind of shunned? I'll go with you, Marisol. I... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time back. So we got, we got, we got, uh, we got Jeff Alterman, uh, uh, great, great uh, friend, great uh, TV show. I mean, TV shows, uh, YouTube channel. And he said, Galaxy Quest came out uh, Christmas 99. So it came out after Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace came out in May. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and he likes Starship Troopers. I'm gonna bring Jeff. Jeff, 
Let's do the Starship Troopers episode. We're going to force Kyle to watch this shit again. You have to watch it again? <laughs> um, and this ties into what you're saying, Jader, about it, it igniting so much nostalgia. Um, it is... Galaxy Quest could not be made the way it was made if it was released today. It would not be made the same way. It would not be received the same way. Um, it was, it's tragic, the story of Galaxy Quest, and there is a great documentary on, on Prime, specifically of the movie and its release, um, for you guys to check out. Um, but um, the what's kind of tragic about Galaxy Quest um, is that it was it was undermarketed. It wasn't pushed. The studio didn't really know what to make of it. And that is evident if you watch the, like when you watch the film, it is evident. It is evident enough that you could tell there were some kind of, you could tell there were kind of like creative, you could see editing inconsistencies. Like you could tell there was some kind of creative push and pull. Yes. I actually have you a know? question and I don't know if this was done on purpose, but I'll write it down for, for so we, cause I noticed a little like, Something was off, and I'm like, was that a done on purpose? Yeah, it was a dub thing. Some inconsistency, like, yeah, yeah. There's two of those. Yeah. Um, there. So, like, the studios didn't have faith in it. The, the long and short of it, the studios didn't have faith in it. DreamWorks didn't have faith in it. Um, and uh, they didn't promote it as much, they didn't push it as much. So it was, like, it, it, it wasn't, like, an absolute, like, it doesn't enter any of the list of, like, the greatest bombs of all time, but it wasn't, I don't think it, it was embraced the way it could have been. Yeah, they didn't have great marketing. Yeah, which is why develop this cult following. I also don't think that it could be made today because the internet exists. <sighs> the internet. <laughs> like what I the think, fuck is the internet? I Snyder think <laughs> we've learned so much and so much has changed and so much has developed in terms of the internet its prevalence has allowed toxic fandom to 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 mutate and grow in certain ways. And I think that with everything so hyper test grouped and you know, hyper hyper focus grouped and 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 studio executives being at the they're they're at the mercy of toxic fandom. Like, you know, like they can't make a film, especially a film that they will think will appeal to a very like like niche demographic or something. They can't make a film like that without being trying to Trying to make like push a push like a sequel to it or yeah it, it it would be it would turn be turn it into a franchise or something yeah it would be hyper it would be done everything would be done I think for the wrong reasons for for decisions would be made by people who I don't think have the best the the best interest of the subject material in mind that's that's a long and short of it and I think Galaxy Quest was made by people who didn't have any agenda who just were who were you know. Comic cons weren't nearly as big in '99 as they, they are now. When they were making original films, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is what it is. You know, you it know, was, it, it sucks. You know, I it was made with I think the intentions behind Galaxy Quest are so much more pure um, and not as not as shrewd, um, which makes it so much in it a lot more genuine. Like I said, it's a movie that's poking fun at the fandom and also lovingly lovingly showing you why people care about what they care about and, and legitimizing why people care about what they care about um, and why fandom and why like in, in really embracing the beauty, the beauty of deep set, deep rooted fandom, like communal fandom um, for, for, for anything. It doesn't have to be just specifically like a sci-fi TV show. It could be anything. Um, and I just think those are, those are details that would be lost that would be eaten up by, 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 
I think those will be eaten up by the studio machine today. I, I think those those details and that that heart would be lost. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I just think yeah. that it there would be such a bigger lean on it being like a like really really snarky and tongue in cheek and like a crude like satire rather than just like more heartfelt, which is how the movie is. You know, I think I think you know I, I just. I just think I think there would be there would be so many the movie would be nothing but Easter eggs like it would be nothing but like like um, like wink at the camera like moments. To, yeah, that's what I, I would I would say that as well. More more of a I, obviously it's kind of shadowing I guess what what a Star Trek is in that universe. It's it's Star Trek basically. That's what it's I what it sound like. Yeah, it's Star Trek, right? Um, I feel like they would throw, try to make it more a uh, Star Trek esque, like throw more, like, hey, like this is Galaxy Quest, but you know they're they're gonna have more Star Trek Easter eggs if they yeah. make it now. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. So I would agree on that a hundred percent. And this is one of the reasons why I liked it. I felt like this was such an original script. I mm. thought it was so funny. And again, just like uh, Kyle said, um, ahead of the game because it it's very meta. Mm-hmm. And very self-aware, and I feel like more and more films now are like that. Very self-aware, for very, very. If, if it's not a spoof film or anything, spoof films are obviously more aware where they'll look at the camera, and this and that and that. Not that they did this here, but it, I had that vibe with them, and I cared a lot about these characters uh, throughout. I um, at first, and again, this is something that I said while I was watching it. Tim Allen, man, is so underrated, just like this film is. I feel like Tim Allen is a very, very underrated. And obviously, he gets a lot of shit because of his political views now. And again, why we said this a million times, it's not a political show, so we don't dig into that. Um, but I, I, it's kind of made me miss Tim Allen. And I love, mm-hmm. he obviously, you know, he doesn't disguise his voice when he's Buzz Lightyear. So seeing him in a space movie, I couldn't help but keep thinking. Yes. And now that I think about it, he had a hell of a year that year too, because Toy Story came out two came out in nineteen ninety nine. So he had Galaxy Quest and and Toy Story come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, well after Jungle to Jungle. Oh, there um, you go. Maybe first coming. Mitsubishi. I think the, I think what's you know it's funny because everything's got a fandom now, and the today the negative voices are the loudest, and that's what ruins fandom. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I got attacked by the Scooby-Doo fans last year. I didn't even know that was a thing, but the Scooby-Doo fandom is out there um, just because I didn't like Scoop. Anyways, that's why I'm not touching Tom and Jerry. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will low-key, I will quick, like, support you. I grew up watching old Hanna-Barbera. I love Scooby-Doo, the TV show, mm-hmm. um, and I hated Scoop. So, so you're, so I, I straddle that line. So like, go ahead with your, with your feelings. Yeah, I, thank, I, you, I thank you so much for that. Nurse. <laughs> I thought I was alone on that. And those people were vicious. Uh, anyway, I um, haven't seen it because he told me he's, and I grew up watching him. I'm like, it's just going to ruin it for me. I just rather not. But uh, the kids, I was going to, I always watch these movies if the kids want to see it, but you know, they live with their mom too. So their mom sometimes will rent films. So they're like, oh, we saw Scoob. I'm like, thank God, I don't have to. But they haven't <laughs> seen Tom and Jerry yet. So I know I'm going to have to. I was supposed to see Tom and Jerry with them last night and I couldn't. Um, so I know I'm due this week to watch, to revisit Tom and Jerry. And I'm hearing uh, it's very uh, lukewarm from what I'm hearing. So, no. Um, but yeah, so like I said, the negative voices in fandom are the ones that are loudest, which is unfortunate because there's a lot mm-hmm. of good fandom out there. And what works about this movie the most is it's made with love and you could feel the love. They never really, they don't shit on the fandom in this. They embrace it. And by the end, everyone's 
in the game. And I think that's what is the most important thing about this film. With that said, uh, let's jump into the categories, guys. So from the beginning, best scene, that's always our number one category. The first one we start with. Jader, I want to throw it to you on this. What is the best scene in so, Galaxy? This is for me. It's not the best scene of the film. It's just the scene that made me laugh so fucking hard. So that? hard. And it's the scene where Justin Long and Tim Allen are, you know, they're they're talking to each other and he's walking him through the vents and all that shit. And then, you know, he's telling him, what do I have to do? And he goes, you got to press that blue button. And he goes, that's it? I thought it was going to be more complicated. And he goes, yeah. And he presses it and nothing's happening. And he's like, Brandon. Brandon, and you see him taking out the garbage because his mom is letting him take out the whole <laughs> yeah. God. I laughed so I literally paused it of how hard I laughed. I just wasn't expecting that whatsoever. It was just great comedic timing. Again, there are so many other greater fil- uh, scenes in this in this film. Um, and I don't know why that just stuck out. And I was like, that's it. I, I am like, that is going to be my favorite. Just, I just laughed so hard because yeah. it was a very serious moment. And you're like, what's going to happen? You know, they're pressing the button. I thought something crazy was going to grab them or, or, you know, start attacking them or, you know, the bad guys were going to start coming in. And you see this guy running, you don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God, they did not do this. Uh, I laughed so hard. That was so great. No, so that's the, mine. It was just so funny. It's one of the most brilliant parts in the movie. Like, like that's what – and it, it's – it's like you said, you weren't expecting it. Like the universe is about to explode and like the universe might've exploded because because Justin Long had to take out the trash and he should have just done it when his mom asked him to do it, you know? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and, and, and I grew up like, you know, I kind of grew up in like a, uh, in, in, I don't want to say they whooped my ass, but you know, I got a couple spankings here and there. <laughs> like, so I remember like, let's say I'm playing video games and my mom like storms in, she goes, didn't I tell you that? I'm like, oh shit, you know, you get up. <laughs> I, you, they don't show that scene. They just show him running out. But I imagine that. I imagine just the door, you know, opening, opening, and he obviously freaking out. And she's like, "Didn't I tell you to take out the trash?" And then grabbing the shit and going. So it's just I. It it got to me. It got to me because I felt it, man. I've done that before, and it was so funny. So that, <laughs> um, that's my favorite scene. What is your favorite scene in this film? Ah, oh, that's so unfair. I, I like. <laughs> This is moot. I have 12 favorite scenes. Um, one of the parts that does, like you're saying, just a part that just really makes you laugh every time without fail. Uh, <laughs> um, I love Mike. <laughs> but one of the parts that always makes me laugh um, is, is uh, when, when Tim Allen, um, when he tries to get, um, when he tries to get the rest of the other actors to believe him. And they don't, and they're just like, ah, shut up. Yeah. Um, um, uh, but then they do finally eventually follow him because they think it's a job. Like you know, they're like, oh wait, are we gonna get paid? They're like, and they're like, oh, he wasn't. He was. He was drunk. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. And they all wait. It was a gig. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, okay, we're coming. Um, and the, and and that's that's great. Like the comedy there is great. Um, and then they all get sucked up into the spaceship. Um, and the, the whole realization that some of the greatest moments are everybody realizing that they're actually dealing with aliens. And that's one of my favorite um, parts um, is, hey, Adam. Um, there you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts is the scene where where the rest of them actually finally join him on the Thermian ship. 
and they're all like, they all like get like sucked into space and then shot down like and land on the ship. And they're all just like, they're just like shell shocked. They're all just like, yeah. like, like they're all terrified and they're shell shocked. And then the Thermians come in and they don't have their disguises on. So like the Thermians are just looking in there looking like, like, like giant squids. squids. Yeah, yeah. Like with all these devices, like, like checking their ears and like trying to like put all these crazy devices in their face. And just the comedy there is just gold. Um, and and they're just they're all just shell shocked they're 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 terrified and then like you know they're just and and finally you know they change back into the regular selves and they're like oh we're sorry and nobody says anything and just sam roswell just screams <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then which it's already just a great brilliant scene but then the cherry on top of it that already would have been like a comedy gold and the cherry yeah. on top of it is tony shalhoub lands uh he just lands and he's, like, oh, oh. he's like that was a hell of a thing yeah yeah he's like oh that was a hell of a thing yeah yeah and he turns around and he looks at them and he's like yeah he's like what's wrong with them Tim, I, was like, no, I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, it is so like that scene makes me laugh so hard every time. It, every element. There's so there's so much at work there. There's so much comedy gold to mine from that. Um, and it already would have been hilarious. And then they top it off and they make it even better. Like they take it to the next level and they make it even better with Tony Shalhoub's reaction at the end. Um, that's my favorite scene. I think yeah. maybe. No, it's not. But it's the one right at the moment that I thought of to say. <laughs> it's it's your favorite scene right now. So that's, right. that's good. That, it works for the show. Um, I went with when they uh, get to the planet with those little cute aliens, where they come out like, oh, they're so adorable. What are they doing? And then there's the, the one miners. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of her. Oh, the miners. The <laughs> yeah, miners. They're, they're miners. <laughs> um, so the great. one got a limp, and they're like, oh, they're helping him. And then they just, <laughs> all the teeth come out. <laughs> and you see the reaction from the team. They're like, oh, hell no, we got to go. We're this. out. I love that moment. I love everything on that planet. I think that planet is so funny from, you know, you get to the rock monster later on at a certain mm -hmm. point, Tim Allen ends up stuck there. I think that's a great entire scene right there. I'm just trying to fight off this rock monster. Oh, uh, dude, when they suck the, the uh, I forget what it's called, but that pig alien lizard. thing. Yeah. That pig <laughs> lizard thing and, then it comes, and then he's like, uh, oh my God, that was so freaking funny too. Yes. Oh. So yeah. I, I, I love that. Uh, Planet, those aliens that like seeing something go from cute to angry so fast, and then their reactions <laughs> is amazing. I, I forget what the actor's name is. Um, his his name is uh, Daryl Mitchell. I th his reaction was so funny. He saw that he just immediately turns around, looks like he's gonna throw up, and just gets off screen. <laughs> just it's perfect. So, I gotta go. I gotta go with that scene. That takes us to our next category, which is best line. Um, usually, I try to find something profound or something that's a little more deep. Um, no, not I just me. Not this time. Funny. I usually I do thought, too, but not this time. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so funny when Tim Allen beams back up to the ship and Alan Rickman's like, I see you've managed to get your shirt off. <laughs> it's like, you know, this uh, the superstar actor who, of course, he's got to find a way to take his shirt off. I think that was so funny. And the way Alan Rickman delivers it is perfect. So that's my favorite line in the film. Um, Jade, I'm going to throw it to you on this. What is your favorite line? Mine is also an Alec Rickman line because okay. he was fantastic in this. And it's <laughs> him struggling. To, when they're talking about that uh, the commercial they were doing or the, whatever, and he oh. was by grab Thor's hammer. What savings? What the way he was able to say how disgusted he was that he's like, I'm not saying the line. I'm not saying the line. Like the whole, <laughs> that's the whole gimmick through the beginning of that film. <laughs> and he makes him say it again. But it, it was also such a profound um, uh, quote at the very, very end when, you know, when, when the, uh, 
when um god damn it what's his character's name um is, is it Jed Reese? No, it's not Jed Reese. Jed Reese is the actor. Um, yeah. I, I know, and I'm blanking on his the actual character's name right now. Who the hell right is now. it, man? So sorry. All right. No, I, I'm me. blanking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But um, is it is it Qualic? It starts with a Q. Anyways, when he gets shot, you know, and sh- you know, obviously it's a very, very sad moment and all that, and he says it to him kind of like a, like a send-off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, that beginning again, it, it, it was all about the comedy for me in this. I thought it was, it was so great. And, um, when he says by, uh, by Graptor's hammer, <laughs> what savings <laughs> fucking died, bro. It was just so freaking funny. So that, that's mine. Uh, Marisol, what do you got for this? Um, yeah, this is, this is, this one was, this is the hardest, like to pick like the best quote, like the best line in this movie. There, there is no, it, like, this is a movie overflowing with brilliant lines. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite ones though, is like a throwaway one though. Um, there's, um, uh, and it's on the the planet with the miners. Um, of course, of course Colin <laughs> knows who it is. Of course it is. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's man. right, his name was Teb. Yes, Teb. yes, yes, that's who it was. Um, 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 uh, is is almost like a throwaway, um, and it doesn't matter because it just it just says so much. It just works on so many levels. Is when they're on the mine, uh, they're on the mining planet, and you know, like like Sam Rockwell was nervous because he's like he's like oh, I'm gonna I'm go be because like I don't want to be left out. I want to go, and then they're on the <laughs> ship, and he's like, oh shit, I should have stayed home. He's like, something's gonna kill me. He's like, something's gonna kill me. Red shirt. He's like, someone's gonna kill me the second I land. So he's really nervous. Um, and everybody's just like, shut up, like chill, relax. You know, so everybody's been dismissive of him. But then when they're on the mining plant and they realize that the miners are like like bloodthirsty and they're like ravenous and everything, like they're like, oh no, they're out and they're running away. And Sigourney Reaver's like, let's get out of there. At least she's like, let's get out of here before one of those things kills Guy. And <laughs> <laughs> that line made me laugh. That's my favorite. That might be one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Um, and just that, that, that sudden just acknowledgement of, of, yeah, it's not just, it's not just his paranoia. Everybody else is buying into that too, buying into the joke too. They're like, yeah, yeah, we don't really know you. So yeah, something probably is going to kill you. So let's get off before something just kills you. Let me say something quickly. I don't, um, I don't know if it's just me, but I thought they were going like a comedic route when uh, Sarah's, Sarah's is disguised as Fred at the end. Mm-hmm. Like before they use the Omega 13 mm-hmm. and he starts obviously going off on everybody. I noticed that everyone got shot, but Rockwell. but Sam Rockwell's character. And I thought they were going to do like a comedic thing with it. Um, while I was watching it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be hilarious. If he's the only one that survives. Obviously I thought he was going to press the Omega red and bring him back. I knew they were going to die, mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's going to be so freaking funny, but that's not the route they went. But I noticed that he was the only one that doesn't get hurt in that scene. I'm like, this is awesome. That's a really great point. That's a yeah. really great point. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll, I won't, I won't say we'll get to, I won't, I won't say what I'm going to say. I'll save it. No, no, no problem. Yeah. No problem. But yeah, I well, just wanted I mean, to bring that up because. When we get to interesting details, there's a little portion of that. I mean, I can just say now Sam Rockwell had insert or had input on that scene right there because he said, "Man, my character is probably going to die at some point, so can you be the one that doesn't?" And they allowed it to happen. (laughs) That was was deliberate. Yeah, yeah. That's Um, awesome. That's awesome. Casting what ifs? I got a couple in here. Uh, David Allen Greer was the second choice for Tommy Weber. 
And Jennifer Coolidge was the second choice for uh, Laliari. I think that's how you say her name. But, yeah. uh, oh, Missy they, Pyle's character? Yeah, Missy Pyle's character, yeah. yeah. So they were both okay. the second choices mm-hmm. for that. Um, Harold Ramis was originally supposed to direct this film. And then he mm-hmm. wanted uh, Alec Baldwin, who turned it down. And he also looked at Steve Martin and Kevin Klein, who all turned it down. And then eventually Harold Ramis just left the project. And that's how we ended oh, up wow. Tim Allen. Yeah. So th- a lot of things changed throughout the process. And then uh, my favorite one is Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd auditioned for a role in this film. I don't know what role. I feel like it would have been Sam Rockwell's character. Sam Rockwell's character. I feel that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, he definitely looks like a, a, a Guy Fleetman. Absolutely. It, yes. Yeah. At, at that point in his career, yeah, and, and the ages of the characters, yeah, he, it would have to have been, yeah, Guy Fleetman. Right. Yeah, it, couldn't, it couldn't be anyone else. And honestly, he probably would have worked. That or Justin Long's character, I feel like would have been funny. Oh, yeah. I think he's old. He's a little older than Justin Long. That's probably why. But you, know, I mean, you all know Paul freaking... Rudd be drinking that vampire. Yeah, blood. no, that I was gonna say. I was, well, I was gonna say you, you have gotten confused, but you went, you went very, very dark. You're but, trying. Uh... To... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Look, you, you, I no, but yeah, to your point, you're acting like Paul Rudd in '99 couldn't pass for a high schooler. Um, no, you can pass for a high schooler now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, uh, let me right. tell you, it was it was a treat to see Sam Rockwell in this film, not knowing that he was like I had no idea he was in this like they had uh mm-hmm. like um steph right before i watched it she said sam rockwell's in i'm like what and then she's like yeah and she goes and it's crazy because we and she goes 2021 sam rockwell is not 1999 sam rockwell no. you know like what you right. get what you have now and then seeing him in this role again the ending the casting killed me as well at the very very end of the film that was so great yeah. but mm-hmm. uh go ahead sorry no, no. Well, that brings us now to uh, the Mahershala Ali Award for Best Sharpshooter. So this goes to the character who does the most in the least amount of time. And Marisol, I want to start with you on this. Who was your pick for the Mahershala Ali Award? It might be all of our picks. And it's kind of piggybacking on what you said. It's definitely Sam Rockwell. Like, it's, 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 he, he's my pick. He's a character who, the beauty of it, you can tell, like, um, like especially the improvisational nature of this film, the feel mm-hmm. of so much of this film, you could just see like something like this, how the ideas grew, like as a, as the script went along. And I feel like you could just see so much of what makes Guy so memorable and so funny is because of what Sam Rockwell put into him. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's shit that wasn't in the script, you know, like, and, and Guy is definitely like a sub, he's definitely a supporting character. You know, he's not really in the movie that, that, that much when you think about it, but compared to the impact that he has literally the funniest moments of the movie in every single moment he's in, you know, that's, that's bang for your buck. And that's, that's, that's a character that he has some of the, God, he has some of the. No, he's great. No quotes like for days. He's kind of like whatever, like, like in the beginning. And then he's kind of like, not like, not whatever, but you know, kind of like sleazy and all mm-hmm. that shit, and then he just turns into like this, it's just comedic genius rule, yeah. that's Sam Rockwell. And then to for him seeing obviously how he ends up part when, you know, they finally got, you know, the, the I, I don't know if it's a movie, it's they, uh, just a continuation, right, of the show yeah. that they get, the, yeah. Much. A, a yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, so they get that, and he's part of the crew now from being like just that extra character in that one episode, mm-hmm. you know, so I thought that was just a great journey for his character as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's definitely my pick. That's definitely my pick as that well. Your pick, I did it. I did it. Yeah, I didn't know to qualify him as a cameo because he is one of the. Yeah, he's not the main character. He's in too much. He, he's in too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I felt. I felt the same. But then I was gonna. I was thinking about giving it to Justin Long, 
Um, but honestly, I th I think kind of like it. I have to give it to him. I know he's in it a lot, but given screen time from everybody else, he has the least of the, of the main characters, so mm -hmm. qualifies. He has the so. least of all the main characters, and yeah, he has like some of the funniest, just some of the funniest bits in the entire movie. I I would have gone with Rockwell, but I just felt like he was in it a little too much to qualify, just because I kind of consider him to be in the main cast. Mm -hmm. So I, I went with Justin Long. I thought Justin Long. This is yeah. his acting debut, actually. Which is oh, I did not know it's going right. in, and yeah, you can kind of see it uh, right off the top that this guy's going to be someone who sticks around for a while. He's funny. He's got the right timing. His mm -hmm. back and forth with Tim Allen is great, and that trash scene that you mentioned, Jader, I think is just so funny as well. So I I thought right. Justin Long hit it out of the park in the two scenes he was in, and then he goes with the fireworks at the end. I thought that was so great. So mm -hmm. I would go with Justin Long for this. That brings us to the Bill Murray Award for Best Cameo. Uh, Marisol, I'll throw it right back to you. Who's okay. someone or something that was in there like very briefly, and you're like, you know what, that person's awesome. It was just one time, and then they're gone. Or maybe a couple times. So this is more, this is not necessarily directly, directly off of what they did in the film, because it was just so, 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 so early in their career. Um, but it's just fun. It's fun when somebody becomes really, when an actor becomes really famous, I think and me and you, you got the same one. Okay, we probably do. Um, it's fun when you see an actor who's so famous and so distinctive and known for something and you go back and discover like, oh my God, like, you yeah. know, like them, like yeah. really on their career. And so Rain Wilson plays one of the, <laughs> okay. Rain Wilson plays one of the champions. Um, yeah, and he just like has like, I think he has like one line really. Yeah, uh, okay, so I was gonna ask, did he die or something? Cause he's not in the end of the film. You know, he yeah. just disappears. He doesn't and die. I even, told, just, yeah. I even, I even, I even told because I'm obviously a huge fan of The Office, mm -hmm. and I was um, Steph. Steph sat down with me and saw that maybe the last thirty minutes with me, and um, I'm like, what happened? And I, I didn't even call him Rain Wilson because she doesn't know who Rain Wilson is. I'm like, what happened to Dwight? And then right. she's like, what do you mean? She's like, she's like, what do you mean? And then I'm like. Dwight's in this movie, and she goes, "Shut the fuck up!" And I was like, "No, I'm serious. He's in this movie. I he's saw him like, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's in the very beginning of the movie. I thought he was going to be one of the like the main of the uh, of the uh, help me out. What are they the called? Thermians, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the main aliens that they like. One of the main aliens because yeah. it was it was the same. You know, it was the same five, and he just kind of like that's it. That's all. That was his role. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm like, man, that was a little nice. Again, knowing who he is now. Going back to seeing this now, I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome that he's yep. there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly. And you pick that oh. out right away because it's he's even almost like talking like 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 you you can't yeah. miss Rain Wilson when you see him, and even yeah, just for that one scene, like he's so distinctive. Um, he's become such a distinctive actor because of The Office that like yeah, you notice it right away. I feel like Rain Wilson is the correct answer, but I went with the Rock Monster because I thought the Rock Monster was great in the two scenes he was in. <laughs> and then when I love the scene at the end where Tony Shalhoub just puts him on the ship and it takes out everybody. That's great. It's it's like it's perfect full circle writing. Hey, we're gonna bring it back on. He's gonna come in, he's gonna take care of our business for us. The Rock Monster. Uh you win the award for the Bill the Bill Murray Award for Best Cameo. Um Congratulations. To the Gary Oldman Everyone Award for Best Overacting, obviously honoring his uh, work in The Professional. <laughs> it was way over the top. Anyways, uh, I'm going to take the reins on this one. This is uh, Malthasar for me, uh, Enrico Colatoni. That <laughs> and we like to say on this show, this award is 80% compliment, 20% insult. Um, I love this character, Malthasar. He's one of my favorites in the film. But he was great. The accent is like he's 
on the verge of yawning the entire time and he can't keep it in. And every time he spoke, I'm like, you are definitely overdoing it, but that's what you need for this. And it works so well. You feel so sympathetic for him towards the end. I really, I really enjoyed uh, Enrico Colatoni in this, but he's definitely overdoing it. So he wins this award for me. Jader, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, who wins this award? I actually gave it to all of them, not just Matthew. All the aliens? All the aliens, every yeah. single one of them. Um, and again, this is when, uh, just like Kyle said, this was more, it's definitely more compliment. It works so well for the film. Um, but the, you know, the young, like not the young, but the, uh, every, just every little gimmick that they were doing their hands and everything just works so well. And like <laughs> these are, and you, you want to know what's crazy in retrospect, as I was watching the movie, I remember seeing the previews, right. But I, again, I don't remember them being actors, but I remember seeing the previews and their characters annoying me where I'm like, I'm not watching this fucking film. It's stupid. <laughs> Right. And now watching it, I'm like, this shit totally works. This yes. was, this mm -hmm. is, this is great. So that's, that's who I actually, that's who I gave the, uh, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, I know we're getting the Gary Olsen already, but it, <laughs> it just works so well. Um, right. Am I, am I right on about the, how that accent sounds? So they are yawning yeah. the entire time, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so good. Uh, Marisol, who was your pick for this? I do. I do like that. I, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to challenge. You're not wrong with that. Like, like, you're definitely not wrong. It is. It is over the top. Um, um, uh, they save it by just being so endearing. Those, those silly aliens. Um, so my pick, it was I actually really have like an obvious choice for this, but my pick are the villain, Saris. Like he's like kind of like I know Tim Allen calls him like lobster head at one point, And he has like these kind yeah. of like wings or something on the back of his yeah. like, body. So yeah, and so they would only flare up when he got angry. So I was like, and every time I would watch it, I'd be like, those are doing, those wings are doing way too much. So I'm gonna give the- I was actually <laughs> looking at the uh, the intent, the uh, oh, intent yeah, I was looking. I'm like, man, this. And I told Sam, this makeup's actually really good. I'm like, <laughs> it, it looks, it looks good. But yeah, I can, mine, I can definitely. Mine definitely is more it. like a joke answer, obviously, because you know how much I love this. Um, mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, like I, I was just like, he would like scream and get angry at his like his crewmates, but like this just for good measure, like you know those like scales or whatever, like his his like wings on his back would just like flare up whenever he yeah. got angry, and I was like, that's that's okay. All right, I get yeah. it. I get it. He's angry. Um, so, <laughs> so that's my pick. Um, so bringing back another award that Jader just reintroduced us to before the show, the Steve Carell See You Next Tuesday Award. Uh, something we had to come up with at the end very quickly. Uh, I feel like you can easily give this to the villain, Saris, as obviously he's the villain. Uh, I want to go with uh, first half of the movie, Alan Rickman, because he is just a dick to start this movie like he, he's, he's, so, he's so miserable it's so great <laughs> i think he wins this award does he not yeah. the first half of it absolutely absolutely man oh my god so that's, i feel like that's a good one right there um, um saris obviously qualifies for this but do you guys have any other picks I mine is like the first half of the movie as well, and my pick is is Tim Allen for the first half of the movie. That's who like, I was. Gonna, God damn it, Mickey! I hey, we're on the same wavelength, man. <laughs> no, completely. I just think that that um, that Jason is just like yeah, he is just. I know that's the point because he, yeah, he sucks. I, he sucks. He is like the, the the point that like hits the most, which the movie obviously wants to feel is like when he's a dick to the fans, you know, like is and the movie's just like it's like you know don't. 
You're not a dick yeah, to fans. Don't reality. do that. He had a, yeah. yeah, he had a reality check, and the people that are actually keeping that that you know again they said a show that hasn't been on for 20 years when he's when he's in the bathroom and you take it on on the people that actually care about you yeah that's like what those, it was so those are your allies was, those are the, that's your yeah. bread and butter those are the people who yeah. care about what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah like and funny are- enough it was, again like the whole poetic justice of it all was that it was it was a uh, brandon i was uh um uh man um justin Long's character brandon mm-hmm. and who ends up saving his ass in the yeah. end of the film yes. so great Yes, that's so that's but yeah, yeah. That's just says it all right there. Like you know, like that's what. No matter what you were, I didn't even think about the rock monster until you brought it up, Kyle. But like, yeah, the beauty. One of the things that is so excellent about this movie is everybody has growth. Everybody, even the smallest characters, goes from point A to point B. Like everybody, everybody grows in this movie. Everybody gets to a different point. Like every single character, the main characters. And even the tiniest side characters all get to a different place because mm-hmm. of what was going on and 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 through the story. Like that's that's such attention to detail. That's 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 good storytelling. That's that's storytelling about people who care. Um and yeah, like you you hit the nail, Jader. Like, you know, like that that's it's it's excellent storytelling to say to make the kid that like like, you know, Tim Allen was yeah, making fun of in the beginning yeah. of the film. Yeah, like, he was making fun of. He's just like, you take this too seriously. It's just a stupid TV show. No, but, like, and instead of Tim Allen being the hero at the end of the day, it was the fans. The fans, yeah. the people who love this show, are the heroes of the story at the end of the day. They really are. They're the ones who saved everything. You know, because that can't exist. Tim Allen can't be a hero without the love and devotion of the fans who support him. You know, yeah. that's just, that's perfect message. The writing is fantastic in this. You really need good writing in order to make a good meta movie. And that's where you see these spoof movies kind of fall apart is they're just trying to throw everything at a wall at the same time and seeing what Mm -hmm. sticks instead of actually thinking about what they're saying. And that's what this movie is doing is actually thinking about everything. So Mm -hmm. I think the writing's terrific. This I got a couple interesting details, uh, some research that I did. Uh, The scene where um, Tim Allen hears the fans saying that he's washed up and all this stuff that kind of sets him off while he's in the bathroom is an actual event from William Shatner's life. An actual thing that actually happened to William Shatner, which kind of, you know, helped him really set off his moodiness that we know him for today. Um, So I thought that was interesting to hear. Uh, This film was one of the earliest to have its own website and domain. Uh, back when the internet was first getting started, this is one of the films that was actually had, hey, if you go to galaxyquest.com, you get all the details on it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Alan Rickman hated the sci-fi genre and originally didn't want to be a part of any sci-fi films. And then he read the script for this and thought it was so funny that he decided to sign on, which, you know, is a testament to how much he actually liked it because he kept that makeup on the entire time. The entire time throughout the whole film. And the only time he takes off that, even when he's talking to her on the phone about him losing his, Right That's when he's at Sigourney. home. Yeah, when he's at home, he still has it on. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Which mm-hmm. we haven't talked about Sigourney Weaver that much. Um, That's what I wanted to say. I think this movie kind of forgets about her. It, it really does, man. And she was she was so um she was you know she was great in this. She looked great. I haven't like like she should use that blonde a little bit more often. I was watching it and I'm like I'm like not I'm like Heartbreakers was the first time, but I guess I hadn't seen this movie in a while. But when I saw her, I'm like, man, she looks great blonde. Like she looks really beautiful here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I thought she was great. The whole, uh, gimmick with the whole, her and the computer and her snapping and saying, this is what I do. I thought that was hilarious as well. That's such wow. a fucking great scene. Um, it, again, man, it's, it's, thank you so much for bringing this to us because I, I never would have watched it if you wouldn't, <laughs> if you didn't recommend it. 
Well, it's funny you bring up Sigourney Weaver and and just female characters in general because uh, the other female alien, Lalani, I can't pronounce her name, whatever her name is. Um, she just just call it Missy Pyleman. I, I really didn't have a lot of you know roles for. They watched the film. They said, "Man, Sigourney Weaver is the only woman who really gets to do something in this," which is why she gets more elevated in a role by the time we see this film, where she's got a relationship with Tony Shalhoub and all this, is because mm-hmm. they realize, like, man, we really didn't think the right too much too many female characters in this. And so mm-hmm. it's good that they have the res- this retrospective to look back, and I'm glad that this movie was That's good. Yeah, they thought about it, and they're like, you know what, we need to fix this. Um, I got two more things. Uh, the dubbing that you mentioned, Jader. Um, Sigourney Weaver, there's a scene where the, the clampers the going what the, the what the fuck? Yeah, the okay, infamous so I wasn't crazy. Scene. Yeah. Okay, so, so no. I wasn't crazy. Okay, because I clearly heard her, see her say, what the fuck? And they dubbed it to uh, screw up her. Well, screw that. Yeah, well, screw that. And she's supposed yeah. to say, well, fuck that. Well, um, that is, yeah, that is 100% Dean Parasot just telling the studios to go fuck themselves because yeah, they interfered so much and, and he was like, they, they were, they were pulling apart. They were so desperate to try to make the movie. They wanted it. it, The movie was originally supposed to be rated R and they wanted it. They wanted to repackage it for a family film. So they neutered a lot of, they neutered a lot of sexual jokes. They neutered an angle with Sigourney Weaver where she like seduces like the aliens, which is why, you know, she suddenly, towards the end, all of a sudden, her boobs are just hanging out of her outfit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I randomly. was thinking, I was watching that. I'm like, that wouldn't fly now. I feel like everybody would start like saying, people like, would be like, theater. how dare they? Yeah, like, uh, exactly. I'm like, objectify that would not fly her. Now. Yeah. Yep. Well, there was a reason why in the original what they filmed, um, but they had to scrap in editing. They had to scrap a lot. Um, but one of the things, like, yeah, he was like annoyed about the most is it like yeah like in in the originally filmed there she's like well fuck that you know when she sees the choppers because he wouldn't um yeah. and he's like you know what we're gonna dub this and we're gonna leave it in obviously badly so that everybody notices how bad it is and he that's completely on purpose like the terrible dubbing is a hundred no i said i said it had to be on purpose I, again, it is a hundred percent on purpose when i saw it i'm like but is it it was it i'm like did i get an edited version like i'm like where like you know i started like, I'm like what happened <laughs> so so yeah it was his well, little yeah. pushback it was his little rebellion for them like 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 nice. re reworking the movie a little too much overextending their hand even back then the studios were way too involved when they should have just let the directors do what they want to do mm-hmm. um finally uh when probably the most tragic thing is that there was a sequel planned until alan ripman died in 2016 so mm-hmm. it's kind of a also a good thing because like we talked about earlier i don't think a movie like this would work nowadays especially in 2016 we had just gotten you know batman versus superman and civil war and all these marvel and dc were really going head to head at that point they probably if it was smart writers i feel like there'd be a lot to unpack but it's i think this movie kind of holds a special place where a sequel is not needed right now and also mm-hmm. i don't think star trek's as popular right now as it was back then um wow all right, two more categories. Uh, Apex Mountain. So Apex Mountain, the point in someone's career where they were at the peak and it never got better for them after this, but they could do whatever they wanted or it's just this was it for them right here. Um, I don't know if many people qualify. We can kind of go down the list. Tim Allen, no. Sigourney Weaver, no. Tony Shalhoub, no. Sam Rockwell, no. I mean, I feel like we can kind of keep going down. I don't know if anyone qualifies. Did you guys find anyone for this award? No, um, not from the actors, because no, everybody, yeah. But even director for me, um, 
I mean, it's not that he has anything like, oh my God, this is probably this probably is his best film. But I have so much love for the third villain's head moving. I thought he did such mm-hmm. an excellent job with it. Um, and that just came out. You know, I, I love. I just it's a film, and and Kyle and I, uh, I think said this on the show. It's a film that we needed. Um, it came out at the appropriate time, like yeah. you know, just hey, just love, please love for the fucking sake of you know. And this one is the sake of music, but um, they it, write it the just song has, that unites the world. It's amazing. Yeah, I love yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a it's a movie that you know. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know. If we ruined it for you. I don't know if you you got to see Bill and Ted. I've seen Bill and Ted. Okay. Yeah. So so I it's probably it's not that it's maybe better. I just loved it so much. So he was the one that I was going to give the award to. But I keep tugging back and forth because I'm like, damn, I really did like that third uh, Bill and Ted film. But I think this one is just, it, it might be better than Bill and Ted as much as I loved uh, Face the Music. So uh, Dean Parasol is probably going to be my choice. Um, just going off his uh, IMDb, like, you know, Fun with Dick and Jane. It's not better than either one of those two movies. Excuse me. And um, Home Fries with Luke Wilson and Andrew Barrymore. It's not better oh, than Galaxy Quest. I don't or, remember that movie. Yeah. <laughs> what about Daryl Mitchell? So, Does he qualify? Yeah, he can. He was. He was another one that I was. Um, that I was like, what? What else has he? Uh, has he really done? So I haven't um, paid enough attention to Daryl Mitchell. He was also. He was also one of the literally the funniest things in How to have, um, Ten Things I Hate About You, which had also yeah. come out that year. Um, yeah. Ninety nine, man. Ninety nine. We got to Let me let me tell you that that'd be a great episode, Kyle. We have we have a um, we <laughs> Marisol Two is a big Red Two fan. <laughs> okay, Colin's just up in here lying. But but look, okay. look, look at that comment right before that. <laughs> look at that comment right before that. Yes, I know. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It is, man. <laughs> God damn it is, man. But um, you know what? We so Kyle and I we do a uh, a draft. We do it like every 10, 15 episodes where we'll do a movie draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Chance was actually in the last one. And we had Chance, Robert Parker, um, Craig. and Craig, and then Kyle and myself. So it was pa- panel, and we do a snake draft, fantasy draft, and we do whatever topic we're going to do. So the first time we did it, we did uh, best 2014 films and you know just try to come up with the best list. And then the last time we did best comic book films. But I'm thinking we should do a 1999 best film. Like – five, six films, and try to make the best roster for 1999. It feels That'll like something be, that's definitely in the pipeline. Like that has to yeah, happen because ni- 1999 yeah. has so many great films. So many Absolutely like classic yeah, films. Classic films. So Maris, I'm going to keep you in mind for that episode, actually, if you're uh, willing to Please join do. us again, because Please that sure. that that's going to be a rad episode. Marisol, do you have any picks for Apex Mountain? So you guys talked about the like the two that I'm thinking. Um, I um I think that was Kyle's is a good point to bring up Daryl um um Daryl Mitchell um like in spite of all that I think I feel like this is like if I think of him this is the this is the number one thing thing mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest is the number one thing I think of whenever I yeah. think of him it's not necessarily with anybody else with not with Sam Rockwell Alan Rickman Sigourney Tim Allen um, Misty Pyle even like you know yeah. like obviously Rain Wilson um Enrico um I always forget his last name. But he had that sitcom. Um, um, it's and Justin Long. Like he's not. It's not the first thing I think of when I think of any of those people. But with him, it's always the number one thing that I associate with him. So I might actually, yeah, like pick him. Um, and and I won't touch the Dean Parasite because Dean Parasite was my original answer. But yeah. but 
because but but you make an emphatic case for Bill and Ted for that franchise. That franchise does mean a lot to people. Um, um, I I saw the Bill and Ted movies for the first time very recently, so they don't. Last year. They, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I saw Galaxy. I saw Galaxy Quest for the first time today. So, um, I saw I saw them originally a long time ago, but I not I wasn't Bill and Ted wasn't a film that I saw over and over again. I would say once, once in a while, and then um, I saw it maybe I saw it last year before. I definitely saw them all three back to back, like right before Face the Music came out. I did mm -hmm. see them, um, but I did see them. When I was younger, I, I did like them. I like them more now than I did back then. Mm. It's just I don't know what it is about like about it that I I kind of resonate now. I like those type of films. I like that they love music and you know just everything about their characters. Well, I will so say I get that. it because a lot of people tell me they're like I, I had friends that saw Face the Music without or try to see Face the Music without watching either one of Bill and Ted's one or two. Ooh, where I was, yeah. they're like, dude, this movie sucks. It's like, and I'm I'm like, can you go back and watch the originals, please? Because you're not gonna fucking get the jokes. You yeah, that's yeah. Let me know how way. that works out. Like, just go and watch the third movie in a series without watching any other ones. Let me know how that works out. Yeah, 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 dude. So well, they're, like, like they're like, that movie was terrible, and I was like, what are you talking about? The movie's great. And then I'm like, you didn't get the jokes from the front. They're like, oh, I've never seen the other two. I'm like, well, you're a dick. <laughs> so, um, is this the Apex yeah. Mountain for Rock Monsters? I don't know, man. Ragnarok is corn count as a, as a rock. Oh, monster? No. you're right. Yeah, you know, uh, well, he's not a monster, he's he's got a soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Piss off, ghost. It's funny because I thought of Thor in the Dark World, I didn't even think of Korg. Oh my yeah, god, no, okay, right. yeah, all right. Sorry, rock monsters. Mm. Um. The rock monster clearly had a big impact on you, so I really like your rock monster appreciation that you're showing up with. He loved, no, no, he's gonna rock the shirts and now everything. He's like, what do you know about this shit? He's better than the actual rock. Like, I think left an impact. <laughs> um, all right, finally, guys, uh, who won the movie? So when you walk out of this film, when you're done watching it, what's who's the person you're thinking of the most? Marisol, since this is your film that you chose, uh, I'm gonna go to you first. Who won the movie? So. Actually, it, the irony is you were saying like she didn't get enough love. Um, Sigourney Weaver, it's Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver yeah, wins the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wins the movie for me in a movie full of meta characters, um, packed to the gills with meta characters, and it works so well. Like um, I think she takes the cake. Um, for like, I just love that line where I love that line in the beginning where she's like, she's like, at least like Alan Rickman's complaining. He's like, I'm an actor, damn it. You know, and she's like, and she's like, she's like, look, at least people respected you. She's like, TV Guide did a six page like interview about my boobs and how they fit into my suit. Like, you know, like, and that line, like I just, that that's also one of my favorite lines in the movie. And I think her, like, they don't overstate it. Like, if they made, again, if they made that movie today with everything needs to be a symbol of social justice, everything needs to to speak for everybody and make a statement about everything because everybody's afraid to look sexist in their film, everybody's afraid to look racist in their film, everybody's afraid to look insensitive in their films. So if they made Galaxy Quest today, Sigourney Weaver would, Sigourney Weaver's character would be written to just be an overcompensation, you know, for, for, 
you know, for objectification of women in, in like old cheesy sci-fi or something like that. She would be, she would be such an overcompensation. She would be the hero of the story. She would be the person who really does save the day. You know, they would just, they would, which is not, a, not like a bad thing, but it would just be so, it would just be so obvious that they were overcompensating because, you know, because of what you're saying, like they would be like, we need to represent for, for female characters. We need to have a fee. We can't make this film without there being like a female hero in this film because little girls are going to watch this. You know, they, 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 like I said, they focus group the shit out of everything yeah. today. Um, and I love, uh, she's the hero of the movie and not the hero, but like you say, like the MVP of the movie for me, because like just of all the meta characters in that movie, that is the one that is allowed to just poke fun, poke fun at something that was, poke fun of something call something out for it um but also just not get over not go over the top about it um have its fun with it she just does it so well and she even took that role because she knows she took that role for the irony of it because she knows that she has a reputation for just playing science fiction yeah yeah. hardcore badass you know sci-fi like superheroes um, like badass heroes, um, and that's why she took that role for for the irony of her her casting that role. Um, and I think that that kind of speaks for itself and adds so much to the enjoyment. Um, and she's she's an excellent actress, and she's an excellent comedic actress. Um, and and you had seen her in something you hadn't seen her. That's one of the most against type roles that she's ever done, and that was one of the most pleasant surprises of that movie for me. So it's she's my pick. Jader, who do you got for this? I was going to go with the cheating answer that I'm like, I won or Marisol won because <laughs> she showed me this film and fuck yeah. Um, honestly, this, I really, really enjoyed this film a lot. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to go with my boy, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, you know, he just has a special place in my heart. He always has, even before he uh, he passed. I just, anything that he was in, um, uh, I was 100% there. Um and uh, I loved his character, how grouchy he was. And, you know, like, again, the, the, he was the very, like, he was a snob in the very beginning of the film, threatening to quit, wanting to, like, you know, tell Tim Allen to go fuck himself all the time. From being that to obviously not knowing what the hell was going on, going, you know, going to space and doing this to actually caring and, you know, enraged when, when you know, a buddy of his got killed. And, you know, just that arc that he had throughout the film. And he had the best lines, you know? And again, Kyle just stated that there was a sequel plan and without him, they're like, fuck that, we're not doing this, you know? Yeah. So that that has to go, that has to mean something. So yeah. Alan Rickman is, for me, is who won this film. Uh, Jeff kind of stole mine, but it's more specifically uh, Star Trek fans. I think Star Trek fans won this movie because <laughs> they got yeah. their spoof movie. Uh, you know, Star Wars has space balls. This is, Galaxy Quest is for Star Trek fans. They they love this film. They celebrate this film at their conventions too. Like I guess when they rank the Star Trek films or films in the Star Trek universe, they include this. This is something that they really love and enjoy. And I can see why, because it's made with a lot of passion, a lot of heart. There's no poking fun. It's celebrating. So to me, this is for the fans of Star Trek and just for fandom in general, like Jeff said in the comments. Um, mm. It's absolutely a movie for fans to celebrate fandom and really see like this is what we're talking about when we say we love something when we are obsessed with Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. it's yeah i think this is for them um so i think star trek fans win this and that's gonna do it guys for this episode of the jader and kyle show um marisol thank you so much for joining us on this episode we really appreciate you you being on here with us it was my pleasure it was a delight to talk with you guys
Um, please plug uh, what you got going on. Uh, you got a match coming up. Do you want to tell everyone about that? Mm -hmm. Check it. It's going to be a banger. Um, <laughs> I got uh, next Friday coming to an SEN network near you. Um, I will be um, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Vinny the Ice Pick Mancuso. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's, um, oh gosh, I believe it's, I guess, 11 a.m. Pacific on Friday or 2 p.m. Eastern um, um, on the SEN network. Um, that uh, that should be a really, a really great match, a really great battle. Um, I, uh, I, and pretty quiet when it comes to social media, because um, I just I'm just a nerd who sits home watching a lot of movies all the time. Um, social the skills are never be. my thing. The way <laughs> social <laughs> skills are not my strong point. Um, Don't worry, do... girl. Come over. Come come down to Miami. We'll show we'll show you how we rock. <laughs> that I can do. I can I can uh, throw some back and talk with good people. That's what I could do. Fuck um, <laughs> but uh, I do tweet occasionally. Um, and, uh, I do, um, I do watch movies and like to, you know, share my thoughts on movies that I watch on Letterboxd. Um, so you can follow me on Letterboxd if you're interested. Um, it's, um, same as my Twitter handle. It's Marisol, um, underscore, uh, Mariah, M-I-R-I-A-H. Um, and yeah, that's me. Perfect. Uh, Jader, you got any last things you want to say before we get out of here? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, again, infamous J13 on Instagram and Twitter. I don't tweet. I don't Instagram, but I welcome the followers. Uh, I pop in, pop in here and there. Uh, if you have not liked, subscribed to this channel, please do so, guys. It'll help us a lot. We need people to watch this show. Um, I have a ton of fun, even if it's one viewer. I don't care. I'm still going to do this show, but you know, we'd like to subscribe. And, um, uh, I have a match coming up against Janine, the machine, not an easy, um, foe that is coming March 19th. Uh, that is one hell of a match. Please tune in. I don't know what time it drops, but it'll drop that day. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds good yeah guys please subscribe to this channel thank you for all of you who have been commenting along and participating this episode uh it's been such a fun time i know we're gonna try to get some of you on the show eventually so episode 40 we've been doing this almost a year now jader is just looking up in april is our one year anniversary so stay Aww, tuned for that hey. everybody uh it's coming up pretty soon so uh thank you all again and we will see you guys next time another episode of the jader and kyle show God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's